welcome to a new podcast that, again, nobody asked for. We're back for 99 Problems, and bitch, you might be one of them. Listen to find out. This week, we're going to complain about all types of insurance and how they be scamming, and how their intention is to get rich while y'all die trying to get coverage. Just to review, this podcast does have three hosts. I am Flash Flood, and I am joined by two other hosts. Hi, I'm Riptide. And I'm Range. Awesome. All right, so I forced them to add in a positive point just to kind of offset the balance and be a little ray of light. Um, Within all of our complaints, we're just going to say something positive and then keep it pushing because we're not here to be positive. We're here to bitch. So I'm going to go first. I did a challenge at my gym, a gym which I'm not going to name because they don't deserve the free promo and they're on my shit list. But again, like I said, this segment is about positivity, not complaints. So at that said gym, I beat my personal record by 0.09. I ran 1.46 miles in 12 minutes versus 1.451 miles in 12 minutes back in February 2020. So there's my positive point. Next. Hey, celebrate. Not you just trying to move on like that doesn't need celebrated. It's a positive point and then we move on. Okay. I said three so, minutes. Three minutes. Okay. Um, I searched really hard for this one because um, I also like to complain, but I worked DoorDash tonight and every order paid at least $10, which has been a miracle because usually they pay like three to six. So getting six orders in a row that paid $10 was nice. That's awesome. Good Next. for money. Oh, my bad. I'm sorry. Did you want more <laughs> celebration? No, we're good. Amazing. We're good. Amazing. Next. Um, so I've been working basically every weekend for the past like couple of months. And this weekend I did not do any work and I did not do any school stuff. So I'm probably fucked for next week, but on the plus side, I finally got a weekend where I didn't do those things. Hey, good. The nap ministry on Instagram does tell you that you need to rest and not earn it, but just rest. I mean, I don't know that I rested, but I at least rested from that. So Yeah, you're right. <laughs> life do be life in. Always. All right. To um, switch to some negativity. I did say that we we're going to be talking about insurance today and how much I hate it. Um, I could probably just come up with a list of a bunch of personal transgressions with insurance, but Riptide did actually do some research, so I feel like I'm going to let her start us off, and then we'll just let it go. All right. I guess I'll get us started with the complaining today. No, these are very valid complaints, or criticisms would be a better word, because we're not complaining. We're criticizing the healthcare industry in the United States because it's trash. Um, but I think I mentioned last episode, I'm a social worker. And so this issue is near and dear to me because it's the whole entire subject of prior authorizations and utilization review. Um, if for some reason you don't live in the United States, you've never experienced this. I'll just quickly explain that sometimes, even though your doctor may order a medication, a procedure, a test, 
that the insurance company can say, um, we're not going to approve that unless you send it to our special approval department and they approve it, even though they're not doctors. Um, Hopefully you don't die in the meantime. Basically, yeah. So basically, in order to get care here, you have to be really sick. What is preventative medicine? Um, But do you want me to go right into all of my great statistics that I pulled out? Or do you guys have any complaints about this issue first? I mean, as somebody who uses HMO until honestly this year, I've had enough because I continue to get fucked over by it. Yes. Um, one time, I mean, again, like I can just come up with personal anecdotals, I guess. One time I had um, an ultrasound schedule, a breast ultrasound sc- schedule. I'm fine to my knowledge. I guess definitely I haven't had one recently to confirm that I'm fine. But there was nothing discovered at that point in time that I know of. But at that point in time, I had that scheduled. But because I was over a certain age, I was supposed to also get a mammogram. So uh, my doctor had written the referral for the ultrasound. And they were like, it's written wrong. So you have to call your doctor and have them fix it. Now, mind you, when you're going through the platform online to call your doctor or like send a message, that takes like five business days for them to fix it. So I go online. I'm like, y'all need to fix this so I can make the appointment. They fix it to make the appointment. I make the appointment. I schedule the appointment, I think, a month out. So this took me a month to go ahead and get the appointment for the breast ultrasound, which had something been wrong. We're delaying that care and service in there. The day before the appointment, they call and they tell me, yeah, because you're over a certain age, if you're coming in with breast issues, you have to also get an ultra or you have to get a mammogram as well. So your doctor needs to write a referral for this mammogram. Now, mind you, just a month prior, they had already told me how to fix the referral. And then they're like, yeah, you can't get this without getting the mammogram. And I said, that's ridiculous. You would be delaying this appointment even further because again, it takes like I've had this appointment scheduled a month out for a reason. And it takes up to like five business days to get the referral to be adjusted. You should have told me this, this, this last month. So at that point in time, I basically told them no ultras, no mammogram, just continue with the ultrasound and call it a day. Because if you had some extra protocols and procedures, you should have made that clear the last time I called my doctor about this referral. So I skipped that amount of preventative care because of some bullshit referrals and delay in services. So it's interesting you should say that because, yeah, that's what HMO be like. Yes. Um, I have no... Well, I do have a story to share probably later, but um, I haven't really had health insurance. Um, and the times that I have had health insurance, um, I haven't really used it. Um, I don't like I just my family's never really like made a habit. A habit. I don't know if this is the right way to describe it. Like we don't usually go to the doctor we've always like grown up like thinking like the doctor is for when you're really sick um Mm. I think part of that was like growing up undocumented and like being afraid of having like your information out there Mm -hmm. um and then um the other part is like being poor and like not knowing how much something is going to cost so you just pray that you don't actually get sick um so yeah I currently don't have health insurance um and since you deal with a lot of this stuff um I feel like I'm gonna learn a lot 
on this episode. Yes, I have some great statistics that actually, okay, guys, I am very nerdy and I have statistics for everything. Get used to it. Um, But that actually kind of followed with what both of you guys said. So with what Flash Flood was saying, um, nine in 10 physicians or at least 93% say that care is delayed while they're waiting for insurers to authorize the necessary care. Um, and at least a third of those physicians reported that prior authorization or waiting for insurance to approve the medical necessary treatment led to a serious adverse event, which includes like hospitalization, becoming disabled, or even death for a patient in their care. Hmm. Right. Um, Baby the, getting you know, rich while y'all die trying. See, I said it. Right. So that's the like that's the general conclusion. Um, the insurance companies, like they, they be trying to advocate hard and, uh, what's that word? Like, um, like, uh, they have it for the military propaganda. There we go. They put out propaganda Mm. trying to say that this is to ensure that doctors are not doing unnecessary care. Wow. Um, That shouldn't surprise me. But yeah, yeah. no, like you said it. Don't we actually get the opposite? Like, doctors end up doing extra things that are actually unnecessary for health insurance and also for, like, to avoid being sued and shit like that. It's interesting you should say that because another titty story, because you guys all know I carry around the weight of the world on my chest, on my shoulders. And in, like, my quest to try to get a reduction, one doctor was like, first you have to go to PT, then you have to go to a pain management clinic And then your insurance will consider you for a breast reduction. And like, that was just the route. And I was like, that's wild because we can look at my titties and see that they're large, but I had to follow this route to get you to approve it. And I don't think it's necessary to go to a pain management clinic because I know what's causing the pain. And And you know what's causing the pain. Wouldn't they just have charts that are like, oh, you know what? The, like these per this person's whatever body part is disproportionately larger it should like well never mind well those charts so, are also stupid because then i feel like we're, we start getting into like bmi charts and stuff well it's interesting you to say that because i do think that there are certain qualifications and i think one of them is like red marks on your shoulders from your bras and they're like other types of things to basically say it But at that point in time, I had a white female doctor and she basically told me I was fat. And um, specifically in your breasts. First of all, like, I think that's bullshit anyway. But to be clear, I'm not fat, nor have I I ever been. (laughs) I would just like to say that Flash Flood is probably the fittest of everybody I know in my entire friend group. This bitch be walking for miles for fun every day. Like she's by no means even. She literally obese. just shared this Hopefully. story about her her gym experience. <laughs> right, and so like again, you should still be able to get appropriate medic, you know, care if your titties are too large and they're hurting your back, etc. That shouldn't disqualify you. But I did see a lot of people say like you have to make sure that basically if you want to get the insurance to pay, you're doing X, Y, Z, and you can prove it because otherwise they'll just tell you to lose weight. And that is essentially what that doctor said. She was like, well, you know, you need to lose weight. And at that point in time, I wasn't, I'm 
wasn't where I am now working out the, out of the gym I am now, but I've always been pretty active. I've always done some, for, some form of physical activity like three or so times a week. Um, and then I was younger. So at that point in time, I benefited off of like my younger youth metabolism and activity. So again, it was a white female doctor. She won shit. She was going by off of basically the insurance requirements. Currently my black female medical provider was like, mm, no, nah, your titties are too large. You just let me know when say when bitch and I'll do what it do. What needs to be done. But that that little white doctor, she no longer works there. She now lives out in California, um, probably ruining people out there. In fact, while somebody else gets a chance to talk, I'm actually going to look up and figure out where Dr. Allison Ramej was working now. Yeah. I mean, it's, I had a coworker who had the same thing. It really is arbitrary because it just depends on your insurance. You could have like a Blue Cross plan or you could have an Anthem plan, which are the same fucking insurance company for those of you who don't know. Um, and one could say like, you need to make an effort to lose weight for six months and go to six months of PT. And the other one can say, as long as your doctor says it's medically necessary. So what is really the truth? Nobody knows. And also really what it comes down to is don't they say that the people who are approving things are like people with high school grads, not trying to minimize that, you know, all education backgrounds and jobs are important, but we're talking about a medical doctor is saying this is what's necessary and someone who has no medical experience is saying it's not. Right. I mean, that's so- how our world works, I feel like. Um, I was trying to, when I pulled up at my house, trying to, I'm stupid and like clearly addicted to social media because as soon as I pulled up at my house, I grabbed my phone and opened Twitter. And the first video that I saw was actually a TikTok video um, that I couldn't get to play, but the title of it was like Roe versus Bros. And they were trying to ask um, men if um, women can pee with a tampon in. Mm. And I didn't get to watch it, but I can already imagine what the answers were. Right. I see the what you're saying. Was, <laughs> the first answer was um, I don't think it's recommended. Mm, yeah absolutely yeah i was just going to like people making laws about women's body and not knowing shit in case i did google dr allison ramez and she is apparently working at stanford out in california stanford medicine healthcare maybe she's learned something she worked with my dad for a little bit at his office and he could not stand her which now, I mean, knowing my dad and knowing it's like, which one, what, who, were you all both wrong? Or was this broken clock right twice a wet day? You were right. Who knows? Who knows? But he didn't like her ass either. Okay, but like, I wish y'all could see the looks on our faces because um, we're just confused. <laughs> knowing what we know about your father from you. There's a lot to unpack here. It makes him a little bit less credible of a source. But I don't think he was as less credible of a source back when he used to not like her. 2020 happened and he went through some type of vortex in that time. But anyway, this isn't about my dad. This is not about KFC, as we call him. This is about insurance and how it's a scam. 
Yes. Um, I don't remember. Oh, there was some doctor. You know, I pulled a quote from one of the articles I was looking at um, where he was saying that the insurance guidelines don't match the medical society recommendations, which isn't surprising to any of us because mm. we have men who have no idea how the reproductive system works. But it's um, shitty. In Congress, so. It's shitty because, like, their main purpose is truly to just make money. And so they're making money by having us pay all of this money into them and then denying coverage and claims. Just just denying it simply, not wanting to cover it. Which is really also the way that, like, everyone kind of operates. Which I think the one that really pisses me off is car insurance because we're all required to have it. But then they don't want to cover shit. Like, I think that that's what, that's what really pisses me off. At least, like, with health insurance, you could be out here with no health insurance. This raw dog in the world. But car insurance, I have to have this legally, and you tell me that it sucks? And nobody ever wants to go through their insurance. You hit somebody's car, you're like, no, no, please go to the shop. I'll pay for it out of pocket because you don't want to go through your car insurance because then you don't want to pay, like, more money. But it's also like, why would I have to pay more money for something that I pay for? Right. Or they can't afford to pay the deductible, which is high because without the high deductible, they can't afford car insurance. But the general American can't afford extra payments. So how are they supposed to pay these deductibles? But then they convince you that the reason why it's like this is because, well, people would take advantage of, you know, they'd be out here hitting everyone. And for what it's worth, y'all know. But I know people can't drive. I just said earlier, somebody ran a red light and almost T-boned me for the second time this year. So people can't drive. But at the same time, I just don't think that the people who are running around hitting everyone are the problem. I don't. Because for what it's worth, the one who hit me in January didn't have insurance. So clearly he wasn't the issue that y'all keep talking about. Right. Because then we get into this, and I'm just going to briefly mention this because this could be a whole episode on its own. But the the economic idea that penalizing people for bad behavior with financial increases works, which it doesn't. Studies show that it doesn't. So you have the high-risk drivers who can't actually afford car insurance because their rates are too high. And so they forgo it. And then they're out here hitting people like you in, in, was that January, February? January, January 3rd, 2021, 2021, 2022, 2022. The day that, that everything broke. Do you hate that I have the origins. date? No, you, I expect you, it. But yes, so January 3rd, 2022, the day, beginning, first day of my villain origin story. It's out here running rampant. And I'm convinced that man was under the influence as well, which... Ignites a second rant about cops and how they don't do anything because the cop definitely came, had a whole conversation with him. And I'm just like, based off his behavior and response, I was like, you were clearly under the influence. Like, First of all, the man didn't even slow down at a stop sign next to a school. Like at least like a rolling stop, maybe. I don't know. So car insurance is a scam. Health insurance is a scam. Everybody always complains on social media about how it's bullshit that health insurance doesn't include um, dental and vision insurance because are my eyes and teeth not in my body? 
Well, and Medicaid includes the vision insurance and full coverage of glasses. So if Medicaid recognizes that it's needed, then why aren't the rest of us getting it? Not that Medicaid gets more because that's a whole different thing of people just trying to even get qualified for their Medicaid. I'm not talking crap about Medicaid. Just Does using Medicaid it as cover a dental as well? Um, I don't know about the dental part. I I know that when I was living in the Midwest that basically all when they try to privatize it, they switched from like one provider to you could choose from three or four. None of them were accepting the Medicaid. So I don't know what it looks like, but I want I mean, I know a whole one person who I would pull up. I mean, I just think about all the people. A lot of people have a lot of dental issues, but I'm not sure if they would qualify for Medicaid, which is what is the difference. But either way, I'm just thinking about one person I know who did not have health insurance. It was just out here, again, raw dogging the world, no dental insurance, and had um, tooth decay that just went unaddressed for many moons. And I mean, from this informal anecdotal, from my understanding, it ended up leading to an issue where the person needed like a whole heart surgery because it led to like some type of infection. And so that's just kind of like, I feel like dental insurance should have been covered under health insurance, which also people should just have. Right. Because you, you needed health or medical treatment. And it became way more expensive than it needed to be had you just gotten that tooth taken care of. Right. I often think of like periodontal disease because it's something that a lot of people in my family have, which is basically gum disease. Um, But it's so expensive to treat. And it's like, if this is not an issue with my teeth, it's my gums. Why is that not included in health insurance? Especially if it can lead to like death. Are there any any answers to this, or is it just capitalism? (laughs) I feel like that's really what it comes down to. I I can't imagine any other reason why these things are not covered. Because uh, I mean, it's like you'll look at people and you see so many dental issues, and you're just like, "Well, dental insurance is a privilege. Everyone doesn't have dental insurance." I remember having to tell my partner that, like, you need to go to the dentist twice a year because everyone doesn't have the privilege of dental insurance, and we do. So we should take advantage of it and i just so actually like in most dental plans in the united states are not actually insurance plans but cost saving plans so it's like you get a certain percentage covered or off of certain things and then you pay the rest it's not like interesting that was like my vision insurance for a little bit i feel i don't think it's my dental insurance right now though but yeah, so that and doesn't surprise me either. It's usually capped to at like $2,000 a year or something. And if you're doing like your basic preventative care, that's more than enough. Right. If you go twice a year, get your little x-rays, your dental cleanings. I get my, or I haven't gotten them in a while. I got new mouth guards because I had braces and I would, and I also apparently clench my teeth at night so bitches like to not have headaches i need one of those but uh i don't have dental insurance i think you can use a regular i think you can use a regular mouth guard i do i actually so i need to get one um the the trouble of buying just like the regular rooms from the store is that you have to like 
I feel like they're probably not as comfortable. Fit them to yourself. Yeah, you have right. to figure out like how to do it. And sometimes, like I've had a couple where I've just one was okay, and then I just you know wanted to try a different one, so I got rid of it, got a new one, and a new one just was not comfortable. Um, okay, can I come back to Medicaid real quick? Go ahead. Um, so it's interesting you brought that. So on um. Because, sorry, my words are everywhere. Um, I saw this tweet the other day, and I'm just going to read it because I, I went back and found it. It's uh, It was posted by Aaron Bennington. His handle is Ben Arrington. I don't know anything about this man other than this tweet. So <laughs> if he's problematic, I apologize. But what this tweet says is actually really interesting. He posts... My pregnant wife and I are seriously considering getting divorced, so she'll qualify for Medicaid to Uh pay for the birth, and I can afford insurance for myself. I'm not even fucking joking. And this is, um, I thought, I saw his post and I was reminded of this um, uh, conversation that I heard on NPR the other day. Um, They were talking about how, um, what you guys were just saying is that it takes a while to get approved for Medicaid. So women, single women who become pregnant can qualify for Medicaid. And I don't know if you guys probably know better than I do what, what other restrictions there are on this or qualifications there are on it. But um, on the radio, they were saying that by the time you find out that you're pregnant and that there are services available to you, by the time you actually get approved for them, you're probably halfway through your pregnancy and haven't received the care that you need. And then after you give birth, you as the the birther only get like another month of Medicaid and then you, then you get kicked off. So you, after giving birth, only have a few weeks of care and then, you know, good luck. Hopefully you don't have any other complications further down the road. That's it. You have to have a certain amount of income, right? Like that's terrible and horrible that I'm not surprised. Yeah. Also, there's federal guidelines for like who can qualify for Medicaid, but states get to set their own. So, like, Mm -hmm. even though Obama, I'm gonna pause there. Even though Obama expanded Medicaid, lots of states opted out. So, if you're single and able-bodied then you're just screwed um in a lot of states especially if they happen to show up on the tv as read around election time um you know not saying anything about politics just noticing the connection there um and yeah that's basically it a lot of states will opt out of covering certain people just because they don't want to can we just rewind to the person who says they're going to divorce their wife so that she can, I'm sorry, nine months is not enough time to divorce someone. That should be taken forever, no? I don't know. I'm sure if, I, I was probably quicker if you aren't contesting anything, but also that's going to fuck up your credit. Like, what are you going to do later when you're like, oh, we've had a couple of babies or, you know, we have a we're only in a one or two bedroom apartment right now. Now we have a kid, but we still need an office like we need to get a new place. This doesn't work for us. 
Well, credit how much is more also difficult is going to be for you to get a house, the, like the house that you really want, because your credit was perfect until you got a divorce, and now, um, but let's your, rewind. Whatever your interest rates are even higher. Whatever it doesn't matter. You, he couldn't afford insurance for the two of them, so now <laughs> you know what? Like it doesn't make sense. Hold on, but getting divorced fucks up my credit, though. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. A bitch can't win. No, I'm a Google it. I mean, but again, <laughs> I told my mom all- this earlier, and she was like, "Why would?" She was like, "You know, my mom's religious, so she was like, this just pushes people further away from getting married." And she met married in the church, but like, regardless. <laughs> Yeah. Mm, I mean, no, why would you want to get married? <laughs> there are a lot of things pushing people away from getting married. It's men. So it's men. Yes. Um, but that's Maybe we could dedicate problem. an episode, yeah. <laughs> to men. Just why are men garbage and every story that we have about men being garbage. But that's not today's podcast. Today is all about this scam of insurance which on the subject of giving birth so i follow on i'm in a subreddit on obviously reddit it's called shit mom group say and i want to say that one of the things that i've seen on there a lot is the people who are like free birthers and home birthers but they're like rejecting medical treatment i mean obviously you have people who are using it to the extreme rejecting medical treatment because they're obsessed with themselves and the birthing experience but there's have also been the people who are like, I'm not doing it because it's expensive. We don't have insurance based off of the way things just are set up. We cannot afford to, you know, have a birth in a hospital setting, have that medical treatment required. And so as a result, we'll just be trying to do a home birth at home. And that's wild. That and is really they- wild because I just wouldn't pay it. Unless I wanted to buy a house or something. But I just, that's the way I rebel. I think I've told you this. I don't pay yeah. my medical debts because our society is fucked. So. You have told us this. <laughs> yes, you have said that. And I might. Yeah. One day I might want to buy a house. But until then. I mean, medical debt. I mean, as long as I just give you an apartment. Jesus paid Mm-mm. your debts on the cross, did he not? <laughs> I don't know if he paid mine specifically. Um <laughs> But let's hope. Let's hope I was but, included. But yeah, so that there's a subset of people out there who say I'm not giving birth in a hospital, allegedly, because of healthcare issues. And that's why people will say like, well, why don't you ask a doctor? Why are you asking social media this med- uh, medical question? Because I can't afford a doctor, bitch. Like, right. you're, you're slandering people for going... And following um, alternative routes to medicine because they cannot, like, Facebook is free. Unfortunately, free advice is free advice. But, like, Facebook ultimately at the end of the day is free. And hopefully you'll find someone who actually knows what they're talking about and will tell you the truth. But people are also cruel, so that's not necessarily also the case. Um, Like, I think about that a lot when I think I I talk about how people became so anti-vax and anti-medicine and it's like well you force people who can't afford medications and can't afford medical treatment to basically go online and go to the free forums i'll never forget the one time when there is the fish tank cleaner from like 10 years ago that was like 
people were leaving comments about it, basically trying to basically say that you could use the fishbowl cleaner for if you had strep throat um, as an alternative. And it's way more cheaper than going to urgent care or the ER to get the doctor to write the prescription for the antibiotics. Instead of doing all of that, which will cost a lot of money, you could go on Amazon, purchase that cleaner for the fishbowl and take that instead. And that's really where I feel like people refusing medicine, except for like the super white crunchy moms who take advantage of that type of idea and are like, oh my God, for some odd reason, polio is not as bad as autism, which is another issue. But um, I just feel like that's where a lot of that shit was kind of born and bred in people who cannot afford medication and medical treatment and are seeking assistance and free shitty forums i mean why stop at fishbowl cleaner why not bleach would that not do a better job i mean that was an advertisement as well (laughs) i would like to clarify if there is anybody listening do not drink bleach i did not advocate for that and don't get Um, fishbowl cleaner instead of antibiotics yes um so one of the the study I was looking at, it was actually done by Kaiser. Kaiser's done a lot of big studies, even though they can be trash. Um, so sorry, Kaiser. Not really. Um, but so, of course, I didn't care about a lot of people. I wanted to look and see how this impacts women of color. Um, because I feel like they deserve to be talked about the most. Because everybody always leaves women of color out of everything. Always. Um, always and forever. But Women. So, women. All women. Sorry, I'm channeling my inner Gina Rodriguez. Go on. I thought you were going to say like women. First of all, we are not turfs here. Her? Just <laughs> Every single time I ask about Gina Rodriguez, she pops up. And now we've said her name like three times. So she's definitely going to show up in the mirror. You, you definitely Beetlejuiced her. Um, like, I haven't seen her or heard her name anywhere for like ages. I can't. The Genas. The Genas need to just stop talking publicly. Honestly. Um, but yeah, I don't remember what I was saying. Oh, the the Kaiser study. Basically, that uh, black women and Latina women, specifically Latina women, have like the lowest rate of being insured or having coverage. But because they can't afford health insurance, like people aren't forming relationships with their doctors like they used to. Like back in the day back in the day i'm officially that old like people would get a a doctor or they'd have like a family doctor and everybody in the fucking family would go to that doctor and it would follow the family forever and everybody trusted that Ooh, everyone trusted that one doctor and now because people can't access care or they're having to just access care in community health clinics they're not able to build those trusting relationships where they're like exactly oh i know so and so's telling me the truth or they care about me right if you don't when, trust the um, person when my family lived in mexico um my so my dad uh was a farmer in mexico and so um farmers have to like make their money stretch and they have a lot of debts or whatever and so like you know if if your crops don't turn out well, then you're screwed if you didn't save some money from the last round, whatever. Yeah, what I was saying was that um, when my little brother was born, um, my dad had actually had like a couple of really bad seasons, like back to back. 
And so they had a lot of debt. And so um, we had community doctors where like, you know, our families had relationships with the doctors. And so my dad was, um, had run into the doctor in town and he had, he told him that, you know, um, he was a little concerned about my little brother because, um, he had a cough or something and, you know, he was trying to get some free advice from the doctor and the doctor, cause in the doctor's like, well, why haven't you brought him into the office? And he, my dad said, well, you know, we just don't have the money to do that right now. And the doctor was like, no, 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 no. Bring your children to see me. I don't care if you don't have money. We can figure that out later. You bring your kids to see me and I'm not going to charge you until you have money. And like, that's what he did. But like, I've never, <laughs> like when my parents shared yeah, that story never. with me, I was like, what? The never do- could what? we ever. Yeah. And the crazy part is like, even here more so than ever, it's like, I understand that you need to make a living. So you need to see the patients to make your money. But right now y'all are making the money. Your your employer is making the money. Maybe you specifically are not making the money because your employer is hoarding all of it, although not enough. Because I feel like doctors get pretty thick, fat salaries. But either way, like the money is there. You could probably see well, more people. They're going to say that they have a lot of student debt to pay off. But I don't think people who go into life-saving professions or teachers – People who, like, actually contribute to our, like, literal existence and well-being like that should not have had to pay for their education. Because, first of all, if you can get through medical school, like, it's a select few. Well, <laughs> not everyone so should be able to do that. I agree with The number of people who change their major after that freshman year chemistry class is astronomical. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, go but like, no, like, so that's an accurate statement, but like, even more so it's not, I'm not even saying like, oh, the doctors have money. What I'm saying is say you work for like a big hospital, a hospital, that hospital has money. Say so like, if, as, if you don't have your own private practice clinic, I can't speak to your private practice clinic, but if you're working for one of the big hospitals in the area, medical facilities in the area, they got money. So I don't want to hear anything. And I do want to say that if from my understanding and from what I've noticed, they won't charge family members of doctors co-pays. I say this because I have gone to the doctor many times. I have paid my copay. I have had it refunded to me. Um, it doesn't happen anymore because I no longer go where my dad works and stuff. But it's like, and I remember, I feel like my mom told me, she's like, yeah, you know, at my, at the office where I work, yeah, we don't charge so-and-so because they know this person, doctor, blah, blah, blah. So like, if you know the doctor, you don't get charged the same. And I'm like, me of all people, y'all should have been charging me. Right. I, I, I had it. You, that should go to someone who doesn't have it. Right. And the thing, like, so the the contract with insurance just requires that you make an effort to obtain the copay, right? But I love my doctor's office. I'm not saying where I go. They are a large, um, one of the two large systems in this area. But they always ask, they just say, do you want to pay your copay today or do you want to let it bill? 
And I say, I want to let it bill unless I have money on my like card. And so they made their effort and I'm going to let it bill and I might pay it later. But I feel like that's just one way that you can increase access to care without because sometimes people have like copays. I think my my like ER copay is like three hundred dollars. I'm like, uh, no, I don't got it. Or like, yeah, sorry, go ahead. But I think I've seen even somewhere and like on the opposite end of that, it's like, now you got to pay for your stuff at the time of service. And so a way more threatening, like, again, what you're saying is you don't actually have to, they have just have to make an attempt and their attempt is pretty much like you need to pay this shit or else. Yeah. That's like the standard approach. Mm -hmm. I think. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, I'll share my dad's ambulance story now, but um, he had um, or he has prostate cancer and he got treatment for it this summer. So when we went to the surgical center um, to do his like radiation implantation, we got to the surgical center and they charged him like $1,500 up front for the surgery. That was the first thing we did when we got there after like filling out our like forms is like fill out the forms to say that you that you're there that you showed up for your surgery, sit down, get called back to pay for your surgery, um, and that wasn't the full cost. I was that was just what he was what he owed or whatever. Um, but like, yeah, what if he didn't have his credit card with him that day? Like, you literally had to schedule him for the surgery. Like, would would you have sent us home? And after the surgery, um, what was supposed to be a, like a easy surgery, like ended up with a complication and like, like a lot of like blood clotting. And so we ended up having to take him to the emergency room. The emergency room was like not even a full two blocks away from the surgical center. My dad was not having any like. He looked perfectly fine minus the clotting. He was chill. He wasn't in any pain. Like, they could have just told us or asked us if we wanted to just drive him over there. But we've, again, we're not used to being in medical facilities. We don't know how these processes work. So we didn't even think to ask, like, oh, well, can we just drive him over there? They didn't say anything. They just called the ambulance to take him over there. Um, we got the bill for it. It was like $2,000 and the insurance paid 400 and something of it. So we are having to pay another $1,500 on top of the $1,500 that we paid for the surgery for a two less than two block drive to the emergency room. And like, we could probably fight it, but like, it takes energy to do that, yeah. to go back and like read all the like fine print on stuff. Cause he's already met his deductible from all the care that he's had and paid for this year. You have to like be like mentally prepared to like argue and like, what are your reasonings? Like, what do you, what do you anticipate that they're going to say to you? And you have to read through all the bills and you have to read through all the stuff on the insurance website. Like, 
I we then when we got to the hospital, they charged us another fifteen hundred dollars. I don't know why fifteen hundred dollars is this magic number this day. They charged us another fifteen hundred dollars upon admittance to the hospital. Like I get, I I follow the ambulance, drive, park. He's when I get inside, he's already in um, a bed in a in a little room, a little cubby, and um. They're like getting him settled in and he gets settled in. And then uh, some medical worker there comes in and she's like, okay, well, uh, can we get a a credit card to pay $1,500 to be in here? And I was like, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess here. Um, And then I see that it actually got refunded. They didn't ask us for insurance. They asked me for the credit card paid up. So I thought we were done. No, then I see that that $1,500 gets refunded to the credit card and then it's billed to the insurance for more than $1,500. I didn't tell you to do that. Nobody told you to do that. I paid less and now the insurance is paying me more or charging me more. Well, and then that's because, I mean, like the, what they charge you is, I think I've seen many things online that it's really just a starting point. And that's why you can most times call them and ask them to lower it and be like, I can't pay this. And it'll end up like cut reducing by a lot of, because it's really just a starting point. And some people will just go and pay it. And if they don't realize that they can actually say no, whatever. I also could imagine a time like you be telling that medical facility, like, no, we're just going to take them. And I can imagine them saying no, because they don't want him to obviously become a liability. And then you can come back and sue but it's like, okay, but if you're going to force us to take the ambulance, you who are you going to pay for that? Right. It's like you so could always discharge. An entire, right. It would have been an entire ordeal where you had to discharge against medical advice and then go over there or whatever. But that would have been an, a bigger issue. But it would have made sense because you're going to charge me $1,500 to go two blocks when I could have driven myself. Right. And then when you discharge AMA, like there isn't a stigma like, they don't treat you like you're wrong. Like, they don't threaten to call CPS or APS, whatever appropriate person, because you're awful for not wanting to pay $1,500 for an ambulance ride for two blocks. Dinner. But I will say, yeah. since we are including more positivity, I think there's more of a movement these days, at least in, like, the social work, social justice community towards, like, mutual aid. Um, because in the past there's always been like sliding scales or a certain percentage of pro bono work that places offer, but they always have very stringent criteria that basically leaves out the people who need it most, um, or requires a whole bunch of paperwork, like IDs and things that again, people don't have access to do to, um, where like mutual aid is all about, like, if you need it, we're here to help. Um, but it's been, at least for me, it's been really refreshing I'm using, I use a sliding, a pay what you can sliding scale with my private practice. And people are always shocked <laughs> when I'm like, uh, oh, you've had a major life event that infects your, affects your income. Let's look at your rate again. Like, do you need to adjust it? They do also back, like they will take back money that they've paid providers as well. They can go back at least like 10 That's years, surprising. I think it is, and question claims and take the money back. It's all a scam. None of that but me. people do, they, people are shocked when you do things like that, when you're just like, oh, I care about you as a human. And like the whole point of this is like 
you pay what you can when you can so you can access care. And when you have more money, you pay me more money, which they all do. So I just, I think there's this fear that people are just trying to get over. Like there's this very American fear that people are trying to get over on you. Honestly. Americans are literally the most paranoid people in the world. Absolutely. Texans Um, are horrible at this. I guess I do want to progress things along. Um, Just in a pause here to say that our beloved Gina Rodriguez actually announced her pregnancy in July. She's one of those annoying bitches who announced it with a picture of the positive pregnancy test. We all would have believed you. You did not need to provide a picture of um, a stick with your piss on it. But that's where she is at right now. I'm glad she didn't send it to us. Yes, me as well. That would have been one of my (laughs) problems. All right. So we're going to transition into our petty problems letters from our listeners. This segment is intended for us to read, review petty problems. Um, And we're going to ask you guys to write in your petty problems so we can read them aloud on our show and commiserate together. So the first one we're going to read is going to be about the Halloween costume. Are we ready? The office coon writes, each year for Halloween, my coworkers and I dress up as a joint costume. I work in a large school, which means that everyone dresses up with their respective crew. Coworker A suggested a group costume. For privacy reasons, we'll just say that she wanted us to dress up as the three little pigs, but that wasn't the idea. So she suggested this via text several weeks before Halloween. We're talking like October 10th. I said it seemed like a great idea because it would only require us to purchase a pig onesie on Amazon, which would be comfortable and warm. One coworker did not reply directly to that text, but she was otherwise active in the chat. 13 days before Halloween, coworker B, the one who didn't respond, was on her computer next to me on Amazon playing like she was going to order her costume. The day arrives and I mention picking up additional supplies for our costume and taking a picture together. That same coworker B doesn't reply to our text. I find her later that morning only for her to be dressed as an entirely different costume. Let's just say she was dressed as Ginny Weasley. My thing is, had she said she wasn't interested in dressing up as the three little pigs, I'm sure everyone would have picked a different costume idea. I overheard her telling another coworker that allegedly by the time she went to order her group costume, it wasn't going to arrive on time. But then she posted pictures of her and her family on social media, all dressed up in coordinated Harry Potter costumes. She's never dressed as this before, so it's not a repeat costume, which means that this was pre-planned. I just want to also add, because I'm mad, mad and I'm being petty, that she was dressed as Ginny and her husband was Ron. So they dressed up as siblings for a couple's slash family costume. Anyway, a little bit of background information. She often right. tells us when when she doesn't want to do activities with like a fake friend of hers, she'll avoid replying and lie instead of simply saying she's not interested. So I understand that some people might procrastinate and like, so maybe there's truth to her story. I'm inclined to believe that she's lying. She probably knew that if she said something that one of us would have found the costume elsewhere. I actually had an extra um, pig costume at home. So I could have given her one of mine if she had just been open about not being able to find it. But Low-key, everything she does irritates me, so I'm wondering, is it petty of me to be upset that she didn't tell us that she wasn't going to dress up with us? 
or should I let it go? Um, to me, I I would let it go. Uh, I don't really care that much. But I do think it's stupid. I don't like. I don't understand why she couldn't have just said, "I don't feel like doing that." I already have this other pro- this other outfit planned. I'm only buying one costume. Would y'all be interested in doing like following this other theme? Like, what was so hard about that? I don't. I don't. That's a very good question. I think it would have been pretty apparently, simple to say you weren't doing it. Apparently, it was but, the communication part. Yeah, that was the hard I, part. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, no, that was it. It's just like all you had to say was the no. I don't want to do it. I mean, because honestly, that would have made sense because who wants to spend twenty costumes for Halloween? Like it's no, one me. day. So saying, also like, now I'm already dressing up I, as Jenny like, Weasley. Yeah, I don't want to get another uh, costume. I'm, yeah, for whatever reason. I mean, no is a complete fair, sentence. Totally fair. Yeah. Um, but yeah, for me, I, uh, would let it go. Cause to me, that doesn't matter, but also that person's no longer included in my, in my invitations. So that's valid. I was going to, yeah, I was going to say something similar. Like I would let it go, but I'm making a mental note and y'all know what happens once <laughs> I start making notes about people. That's true. Um, I have trust like, issues. No. Yeah. You're not dressing up with us next year because you failed on us this year or we're not taking your input. Sorry, I was just gonna say that there are definitely consequences for that. I try, like, I feel, I do feel guilty sometimes about it, but like, I'm not gonna go out of my way to invite you or include you. If you want to, like, start friendlying up again and being like, oh, hey, can I join in? Sure. But this is what we're doing. And that's yeah. that. Because, like, at the I end guess... of the day, it it wouldn't have been that hard to communicate. No. Right. I guess, too, like, it would depend on how close this person is with their work friends, because I feel like I'm unreasonably detached from people. So I'd be like, oh, my work you people are. are doing this. And they mentioned it in the group chat. What does this have to do with me? <laughs> Am I included? Um, but I would assume if I was in the group chat and it was like, hey, this is what we're doing this year, that it's like, oh, that's you. So I'd be like, oh, I'm not doing that. Like, and on to the next. Like, just say you're not doing it. Like it's but not then, a big like, deal. This, it doesn't. It sounds like need to be drama. Sorry, but it sounds like this person acted like they were going to buy the costume. Yeah, that doesn't, make, it also any doesn't make any sense. It's like not responding. Like, I mean, like again, I have no idea how like large they were the group trying chat to was. have their computer open and show the the shopping channel for just and for fun could- to give you an idea. Like what? And it's like, but it's clear that you lie because then you. You lied. You you and you could have just told the truth, and no one would have cared. A lie is why? why are you lying? Because it's like my thing is that like and people when you, their lies, like <laughs> you lie about the dumbest shit. Like why can't you lie about something worth lying about? Like no. <laughs> I agree. It, it's a pretty stupid thing to lie about, in my opinion, and it didn't have to happen. But, like, again, it sounds like this person generally just lie, chooses to lie instead of being upfront and honest, which would be reason enough for me to be like, you're basic. I don't want to be friends with you. You're not included. I, would, yeah, I don't like liars. I would say that this is job security for a good friend of mine who teaches so- social, econ- <laughs> social economics. <laughs> I can't even talk. Socially <laughs> emotional. I can't say the word. Yeah, social emotional learning. learning. 
Yes, because more schools clearly need it because uh, the adults out here, they're not adulting very well. I at agree. least on the emotional level. Did um, we provide an answer? So just don't invite that bitch to dress up with you next year. And I mean, I operate mean, differently. Clearly she a lying asshole who don't communicate, so don't rely on her for nothing. Yeah, That's you're not petty that. for being She's a liar. You're never yeah. petty for being irritated. Now you would be petty if you like posted something on the on the bulletin board at your right. workplace and was like, "Angelina is a liar." <laughs> right, but that I mean, I think what Riptide said is important though, and that it's just your coworker. So fuck that bitch and move on. It's literally just a coworker, and that's why we not friends with coworkers. Or that's why all of Which our coworkers a- can't be your friends. Because sometimes you will find some friends and coworkers. Um, I mean, I have, but not everyone. Everyone cannot get on this ride. I'm just going to drop the idea for a future episode on men. Um, well, that could be like 20 episodes. But specifically, men only find friends at work like the study show. And that's problematic because you're not supposed to be friends with coworkers. On a, yeah, on a I was actually just talking. I, I was actually just talking about how I go and I intentionally block all of my coworkers when they pop up. It's people you should know, may know on social media. People can't be trusted. I have trust issues, y'all. I'll say it. Yeah, but like, no, I, I mean they can't. They will snitch on you in a heartbeat. The dog dater writes. I have <laughs> been casually dating over the last few months. I have vibed with a couple people, but the situationships always end up. For the always end for the same reason. I also cannot read. I hate their dogs. I have been scratched, peed on, and lightly bitten. Additionally, there has been multiple incidents in my apartment, accidents in my apartment, adding insult to injury. All of the dog owners found their pets' behavior amusing. No corrective action was ever taken, even after I expressed my displeasure. After I make it known that their dogs are no longer welcome, I am accused of being a heartless monster and unreasonable. At this point, I am really considering not dating people with dogs. Is this a reasonable response? How should I solve this problem? Chicken is great. Um, I would say um, I wouldn't rule out people dating dogs altogether, but I would say that if somebody's has a dog who you're dating and that dog is unhinged. Yeah, that makes sense because you should get your dog under control. I don't have patience for for people who do not manage their animal, who don't train them. Think about it. I mean, let's think long-term in the least, if this is someone who you're dating and you go long-term with them and you end up living with them, that's this dog has now become your roommate. This terrorist dog is now your roommate and they're peeing, they're biting you. They're now scrap doing this to your guests. You're cleaning up after it because the the original owner thinks that this is acceptable behavior. Like, no. I would not I would absolutely not date these people who have these dogs. Do not I mean, I think it's a pretty good red flag if someone cannot manage their animal. So, I wouldn't rule out people who have dogs altogether just because I think that how they manage their dog is at least a good indication of a lot of their skills. And if they got a poorly trained dog, then you don't have the energy for them. 
Yeah. I would say from the way that this is written, it sounds like maybe you don't like dogs in general. Um, so maybe that would be a reason not to date people with dogs. But I also would just kind of question like what type of people you're dating that none of them are taking care of their dogs. So do you think they don't like dogs? Because it's like, because I mean, like they're talking about they're they're biting and peeing and scratching. Like, would you like dogs if that's all that they did when you was around them? So it's like, is it really that they don't like dogs? I don't think they like these dogs, but also I agree with, with a couple of things that have been said. Like, um, I do think you can learn a lot about a person based on how their dog's behavior is or how, like, even if like they try to correct them, this person is saying that no corrective action, no attempt to do that was taken. Um, but also why are you letting somebody bring their dog over to your place? Don't bring your dog to my place. I have a dog, but don't bring your dog to my place. Especially if I don't know them and you don't have any control. Um, and it's or a like, situation when I don't don't get offended when I call you out on like your dog's shitty behavior. Go put the dog in like a crate or something. Don't let your dog loose in my house. I brought my dog over to my friend's home one time and she ran into the basement and took a shit. And I was embarrassed because when I take my dog places, the first thing I do is I take her outside to use the bathroom because, and my dog is housebroken. So, I mean, like a new setting, when they're in a new setting, maybe she didn't know exactly how to ask to go outside. Maybe she did. And I just didn't, I didn't read it properly. Um, because again, we were in a new setting. So I may have just thought that she was super excited and jumpy and she was saying, Hey, I need to go to the bathroom use. And I didn't realize it, but I was embarrassed. And I think the next time I brought the dog back, it was like, yeah, she's on a leash because I don't want that to happen again. But my goal is, I mean, I don't want my dog pissing and shitting in my house. So if I'm going to somebody else's house, my dog is going outside the first thing and I'm keeping them on a schedule that I know. I'm watching her to make sure that I can get her outside before she uses the bathroom because that's embarrassing. So the fact that you allowed, like somebody brought their dog to your home and then allowed them to use the bathroom in it is just unfathomable to me as a dog owner because that's some nerve. Yeah. And yeah. And that's, I guess the part that made me think maybe they don't like dogs is like the lightly bitten because that reads as play behavior for me. And most people who like dogs will like, be irritated by it but like at least acknowledge that the dog's just trying to play or like maybe has a lot of energy but either way like your dog if your dog is trying to play bite with company you should be telling them not to do that because that's not a safe behavior for your dog to be doing with strangers like if you want to play with your dog and you let your dog play bite you that's fine but you should be teaching it how to interact with strangers See, yeah, one of our dogs likes to um He's so friendly. He loves people, but he has this habit of licking and like trying to like nuzzle you. And a lot of people don't like that. We don't mind, but most people don't. So like keep it off of the strangers, buddy. See, I agree with that to a certain extent, Riptide, but I feel like I also kind of disagree just because I I like dogs, but I also like and I'm okay with like puppies, but your adult dog should not be jumping on me, should not be play biting with me. Like you sh- and should listen to your commands. 
And so if you don't have a firm grasp on managing your dog, that is irritating to me. I will accept that from a puppy. I will not accept that from a fully grown dog. Right. But again, that's the person issue, not the dog issue. People who like dogs know that it's an owner issue. Right. Like, oh, I'm never going to date someone with dogs. They're going to be like, oh, this person's a mm. shitty dog owner. Let me find someone else to date. But is your assumption that like, dang, none of y'all can manage y'all dogs? Is it that, I mean, the question is, do you think that this is like, is that just how y'all are? Y'all don't take care of your dogs? Y'all got your <laughs> dogs on your wild? I think we do need to disclose that all of us own dogs. So we're like, you can't write off the dog, all dog owners. <laughs> not, hashtag not all dog owners. I mean, I mean you, so I agree with Riptide that you should absolutely, like if you don't like dogs, stop dating people with dogs. But I don't mm-hmm. necessarily think this has to be about the dogs. We recognize that it's absolutely an owner problem. So I think that this is a pretty good red flag that you dodged a lot of bullets with all of these people because they're shitty dog owners and so they don't deserve a partner. Maybe Case you closed. could talk with with a therapist to see why you keep dating the same person. Because <laughs> why are yeah. none of these also- people able to control their dogs? Like if you maybe dated two people with bad dogs, okay. But like how many people are we talking? Is it 10? Is it more? Like yeah. every person you know with a dog yeah. can't control them? Also, That's a type. Also, yeah. if you if they if they want you to get to know their dog, why don't you get to know their dog at their place? Yeah. Because then you can yeah. leave as soon as that dog hops on you. You can say, you know what? I don't feel comfortable here. I'm just going to go. Because otherwise you got to kick them out of your house. And then you get that like uncomfortable feeling of being accused of being heartless and not liking dogs. It's not that. I just don't like your particular dog. And that's okay. Right. And you're, agree, you're allowed though, to but, set boundaries. But if you do right. keep dating the same type of person, you do have to stop at, stop and take a moment to be like, <laughs> is it me? Because hmm, what am I doing? What am I doing wrong? Am I going to the dog park to pick up partners? Because maybe I should stop picking up partners there. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I also agree. You should hang out with people who have dogs at their place. And if their argument is, well, I don't want to leave my dog alone. Well, then I guess we cannot hang out today. Yeah. And do they I take don't... their dog everywhere though? Like their dog can't be home alone. Is it destructive at home? When you leave it at Probably. home. Mm, that's a problem too. Okay. So red flags um, I have. you can't afford a dog sitter. I mean, I can't afford a dog sitter, but like if you can't leave your dog alone, you got to take it everywhere. You, I hope you can afford a dog sitter. <laughs> so like that's on my red flags. Like if you're taking your dog everywhere with you, red flag. If there's pee pads on your floor, Red flag. Red flag. I know some of you have little dogs. Little dogs have little bladders and you should have planned better. I'm not having piss in the house. Like I just think that's disgusting. Unless they're elderly. I think it I think it's disgusting. I hate the pee pad concept. I met this is last thing I'll say on the subject. I'm I know somebody, and if they listen to this, I'm sorry, but I feel how I feel about this. They live in a high rise in DC, similar to one of our other friends. They live on like the fifteenth floor. And so they have a medium-sized dog, which again, pee pads, I only understand for small and elderly dogs, but they're still disgusting. A medium-sized dog because they do not want to take the dog downstairs to take them but like, out. So, and so like, that's my issue. Like, You shouldn't have gotten that dog. Right. Like, Just, just take it downstairs. Or you downstairs. shouldn't have gotten that apartment. Right. Well, no, that's exactly floor. it. It's like, it's either the, the dog or the apartment. Here's like... 
I, as a rookie mistake, I got some when my puppy was little because some people will tell you that's how you train them, but you should never train your dog to start peeing on pee pads because it, yeah. So uh, don't listen to the internet again. You should talk to like experienced dog trainers. You should always train your dog to pee outside. Yeah, put them on a schedule. That's it. Put them on a schedule. And they'll yeah. have accidents regardless as they're potty training, but pee pads do not solve that problem. They just encourage the pee in the house. I mean, I just don't know if people who are always adopting dogs understand that they are creatures that have needs that had to be tended to. Fortunately, we're like really opening up our homes to do work for ourselves, and it really doesn't make sense. And every single time <laughs> I think about all animals I have in my home I said why did I create this work for myself what are you doing the extra here? money the extra bills they don't pay any bills they're not even dogs are not instinctively guard dogs unless they're like a couple breeds unless they're trained they'll bark and then when someone gets in the house they're not they're not helpful anymore like right so it's really like people who have poorly trained dogs I think that's a huge red flag because what do you have that dog for and now you're at a point where your dog sucks. And so either your dog just sucks until they die or you get rid of your dog. And once you realize you can't handle it anymore and someone else has to deal with your shitty dog until it dies. Sorry. A dog who pees and No, but what were you talking about dogs earlier? Dogs were dogs uh, reflecting their owners, like are being anti some of their owners behaviors. Like I was talking about my, uh, my brother's dog doesn't like it when my brother drinks. Um, mm-hmm. Like some of these dogs are smart too. Like, uh, and some of them act just like their owners too. So like, you gotta, you just gotta read the room. Uh, so yeah. uh, writer, I, mean, I-, um, I don't, I don't think it's unreasonable for you to not date people who have dogs, but also don't necessarily make that, I mean, you don't have to, I mean, do, do whatever the hell you want, but you're not wrong about like having boundaries about how dogs behave in your home and not liking certain dog behavior. Right. I will say if you want to have children dating with people, give people with pets, gives you good insight on their caretaking skills and organization Mm. skills. So if you don't want to have kids, then it doesn't really matter. But um, if, if they are non-neutered, don't go to the vet. If the person tells you my dog can only get pregnant when they're on their period and but I never know when they're on their period and then the dog surprise gets pregnant because who knows when a dog is going to get pregnant. Um, it's probably someone who's an idiot. And so if their dog continuously butt. has to have surgery because they keep eating socks, that sounds like someone who's neglectful. Okay, anywho, wrapping up. The point is do what makes you happy. Yep. Um, anyway, so um, thanks to those of you guys who said and sent letters with your petty problems. All problems are welcome. So as long as we don't have to contact the police, gross, or Child Protective Services after reading your problem, go ahead and send it in. If you'd like to have your problem read aloud on the show, send us an email at 90. 90- but like really we pronounce night at like 90. So I had to pronounce it how it's spelled, but it's not how we say it. Anyway, N-I-N-E-T-Y number nine problems, P-R-O-B-L-E-M-S dot P-O-D 
at gmail.com. So 99problems.pod at gmail.com, but it's like spelled differently. Go ahead and send us your petty problems. Do you guys have anything else you want to complain about before we wrap up the show? It's time yes, to wrap, it's time to wrap up. up. I think I think they're probably tired of us by now. I know I'm tired of me. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of 99 Problems. And insurance is definitely one of them. I want to thank rapper Zenny for producing the intro and outro music for our podcast. You can find his music on Apple Music, Spotify, and of course, as you remember, SoundCloud too. Anyway, his Instagram handle is Z-X-E-N-N-Y-B-O-I in case you're interested in finding more high-quality music by him. Tune in every Tuesday to hear the three of us on the brink of our villain era air the frustrations that you have been carrying on your shoulders, and we'll be back this time next week.